welcome everyone to a new episode of Bible Stories as Blueprints of the Soul, our podcast here on Hebrew.LearnOutLife.com. Hi, Etty. Good morning, Andre. So, today we thought we would try something a little bit different since on Sunday, just a few days, um, there is the traditional holiday of Shavuot, which perhaps to uh, listeners from a Christian background will be known as Pentecost, but it's more or less the same. Um, we wanted to go today a bit into the roots of this holiday and not just in terms of historical customs or uh, technicalities, but more in the sense of the the meaning behind this celebration, this holiday, and what it's all about. So, Etty, perhaps you could give us a quick introduction. What is Shavuot? Shavuot, meaning in Hebrew, weeks. It's the seven weeks that we count from Pesach, mean from the holiday which we celebrate of being free from the slavery in Egypt. And we count seven weeks from Pesach uh, to reach a day that a person is ready to receive the Torah, which is the godly wisdom. It's it's not enough that we are uh, f uh, are free from slavery to our own needs, but we have to rise to another step that we are able to be in con contact with God. Okay, so um, again, Passover or Pesach in Hebrew, we discussed this in a previous episode, not a, again as a historical event of uh, some kind of group of individuals leaving a certain country at a certain time in history. This may be also, yes, if you believe in it, but... Um, in an inner sense, yes. The the meaning of uh, Egypt in Hebrew, Mitzrayim. Yes. The the suffering in the narrowness. Yes. Um, Tsar, the meaning narrow or, or uh, Tsur form, meaning the suffering of a person being in this form here in this life, which is very limiting, and then the going out of this, going out of this Mitzrayim. Yes. And you say this is not enough. This is why there is a need for another holiday, which is called Shavuot. Yes. Why is it not enough to just um, escape the prison, so to speak? It's a very good question. The moment a person feels some kind of freedom, he is happy. And this happiness uh, fulfills uh, everything in him. But what about the next moment? We say, remove from bad and then do good. So we're not slaves, we're not slaves to our own needs, uh, anymore. But is that enough? Maybe something higher than this. 
so it's like uh, sorry if i if i use a metaphor from a different world but um it's could you say it's like you you uninstall an old operating system but then the question is what new software do you run after yeah. that the old yes. one is gone right yes this is exactly if we speak in, in this uh, dimension yes yes but there's a new version yes so we have to install the new one to update exactly not just enough to get rid of the old one yes and you mentioned how many days exactly is shavuot after passover it's like seven weeks which is 49 days and the day the 50 day is is the torah uh, is god is giving the torah to israel I think it could be very interesting to speak about the number 50 here, since uh, some of our listeners will probably know that in Hebrew, each letter has also a numerical value. And um, some people, they, they like to go into numerology and it becomes a kind of like uh, form of, trying to to combine things with astrology and whatever but um, at the root here in hebrew there's actually a totally different understanding of numbers and letters so that even the word for telling a story and counting is exactly the same meaning numbers are not just quantities yes yes so they actually tell a story so and Interestingly, the word Pentecost, meaning also the 50th day in Greek, it says the same. It, it speaks of the number 50. So what does the number 50 signify and why? Why these 49 days and then the one day that uh, completes the 49 to the 50? What, what does that tell us? Um, um, 50 uh, in Hebrew relates to the letter Nun. And this is, this is stand for the 50, uh, gates of understanding. Nuncharebina. And, um, you ask me, why do we need 50 days to reach from Pesach to Shavuot? Uh, each week, God is asking us to count. Again, to count seven weeks to count meaning in hebrew lispor it also has the same root of a storytelling sipur or lesaper 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 meaning when we tell a story to somebody we are illuminating his heart lesaper milshon sapir like the stone sapphire to illuminate like a ray of sun goes into the stone and illuminates the surrounding. So when we we are counting, sofrim, we also mesaprim. We let the day illuminate the moment. And like we say, hashamay mesaprim kvod el. The heavens are telling the honor of God. What does it mean? That the heavens are illuminating for us the honor of God from Sipur, from storytelling. 
So in the sense that the progression of day after day and week after week, month after month and so on, we just tend to look at it like, that's just how it is, right? Well, yeah. so after a day comes another one, after a week comes another one. But there is an, an older understanding, which is, which is very ancient. And perhaps you could say it's even before language and before a kind of more scientific way of looking at the world that there was an understanding that our days, they come in a certain quality, in a certain order from somewhere. Yes. They're not just like a quantity, like, so you add them and you mark them off on the calendar. What did we do? How much money did we make in 30 days or something like this? But no, there's a quality to each day. And yes. like you say, they, they come from, from heaven, it is said. Again, Hashamayim, yes. Hashamayim is supreme. The, the heavens are telling. Each day comes from heaven and it comes to us to tell us a story. The, the, the question is uh, if our heart is open to listen to the story that the heavens are telling every and, moment, every day. And every day really does have a different quality in, in some traditions I know. And, uh, there is still a uh, kind of like a, a trace of this, this experience. I think in, in some monasteries, there is a, a, what is called in German, a Stundenbuch, like a, a book of hours that each hour has a certain quality that you dedicate a certain idea or a thought to it. Yes. But I think mostly in, in, in the modern world, this, this understanding has been, been forgotten largely. I think so too, because we tend to see or to give uh, importance to what we do in a day or we don't do what we achieve or what we do not achieve, unfortunately, to our understanding. But it's a bit different. What are the heavens are telling me this moment? And this is the first, um, uh, this is the first command. Anochi, Anochi, here I am. Anochi Hashem Elokecha, here I am, the God, your God. Uh, do we listen to this every day, every moment? God is speaking to us, telling us. And again, here we, we have to um, kind of say, but what does it mean? What is this heaven? What is this God? Uh, it kind of got fixated into a fixed form. Um, because of theology or because of certain populistic interpretations. But actually, if we look at the roots, it describes something um, very different than people say an old man sitting in the sky somewhere. Ah, there is no sky. We send spaceships. There can't be a heaven. Uh, no, it's not meant like this. It's a kind of misunderstanding. Um, I don't know. Did we talk about Hashamayim? What is the meaning of the term in Hebrew in previous podcasts? Um, at any rate, it might be helpful to just uh, talk about this again, since uh, Hashamayim is a plural ending, right? Yes. Just like um, we have this in Maim, water. Yes. Esh and Maim, fire and water. The heavens are composed. Fire, fire and water. Yeah. Well, yes. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, we ask ourselves, how can it be the two opposite can exist together? Because um, water is grace, 
and uh, fire stands for overcoming and how each each element wants to uh, deny the other so how can it be um, mm-hmm. like a paradox like a paradox and yes. so so this shamaim is like a place of paradox to yes. to our human understanding it doesn't go it uh, right so so to speak but there there is uh, there is a, a middle line between them and the much uh, as much as there is grace there is uh, in a way the fire is standing for wisdom and the shamaim is the heavens is um, a middle point uh, between the grace and the wisdom the shamaim says as much is there as much is there grace there is wisdom because too much wisdom without the dressing of the heavenly grace will destroy people and the world So, as we uh, we illustrated uh, last week with the uh, the legend of the two snakes yes. and the knowledge yes 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 um so you you asked about what is hashamaim so this is hashamaim this uh, middle point between um grace the heavenly grace and the heavenly wisdom and Also, the, the book of Zohar speak about the, the tree of life. It stands for the same uh, middle point. It's just like equivalent between the grace and the heavenly wisdom. Everything is very balanced. Or to um, perhaps put it into a form of a human experience, there's also the word uh, Shaddaim in Hebrew, which stands for the mother's breasts. So, and like a child, it is said, drinks from the mother's breasts, a person drinks all the time from the shamaim. Yes. Meaning a person gets his nourishment, his whole um, energy in life or ambition, what his thoughts, everything comes from there. Yes, but we, we have to ask, like you asked before, is it uh, beyond the atmosphere? Like people ask, oh children, where is God and where is this heaven? beyond the hemisphere uh, where so it's not uh, um, we all the terms that we mention in our conversations they are uh, relating to the human soul the heavens which is in each and every one of us each and every one of us has heavens inside of himself and It is, so to speak, um, in Hebrew we say the godly wisdom, hamuskalota elokiot. Every person is uh, composed of, of two opposites, um, body and soul. The soul comes from heaven and the body comes from the earth. And every day and every moment, the, the component of the earth, the will, is stronger. And we need to balance 
the heaven and earth between us all the time. That the earth wants all the time to do for its own sake. And the heavens, uh, their, their aim in the world is just to give. And, um, we have to notice it depends on, on human development of how people are aware to what they do, of how many times a day do we notice this. It's like, in a way, the story of, of Genesis that the snake um, told Eve to, to eat the fruit, and by eating the fruit, you, you connect you disconnect the fruit from the tree, which is the giver of the fruit. So, maybe we move to another topic. Yes. So, um, you mentioned that the number 50 stands for noon. Yes. Yes, so if we speak again about Shavuot and the 50 days, um, noon is also a fish, am I right? Yes, in Aramid, noon is also a fish. Yes. So, so what is this whole idea here that it kind of, from what you say, it seems that, um, a person kind of, um, has to, first withdraw from the gravity of earth so to speak yes yes like mm -hmm. like in a way a rocket when it first launches it has to use a lot of power just to get out of the earth's gravitation this right? is true this is true so so let's let's say this we could maybe say this is this is passover like a person has to to withdraw to go out from this um the attraction of the usual, the heaviness of... The law of gravity, basically. Y yes, yes. The earth uh, activates the, the law of gravity. And the person has to reject it. And the more he rejects the law, the better he will become. In himself. It's not about physics. Of course. Uh, a person, since he's born, he wants to, like a baby, he wants to hold everything in his hand or put it in, mouth, in his mouth to touch or to feel or to eat. And we grow. Uh, we are those babies growing into this world and we still want to touch and to hold and to enter our houses, what, whatever we can, or, our, or our, our minds, whatever we can. But... Um, this tendency uh, will put us in... in um, um, so to speak, in a sick position. This is why 49, the, the number of seven, double seven, seven weeks, it gives us, uh, the, the name in Hebrew, chole, which is patient. A person who is disconnected from God, he has the 49. He is chole, he is patient. Cholat ahavani. So it says in the Songs of Songs. The, the soul is, is being, uh, sick, 
So in other words, like when there's just a, a reliance on the, on the five senses, like you described, yes, I only believe in what I can see, hear, feel and touch. It's not believing. It's, it's not even believing. It's I evidence this. I can touch it. I can measure it. It's existing. It's not even believing. Believe also, uh, relates to something that we cannot see. We cannot hear. And still we, we give it a place in our heart to be existing, though we don't reach it or we don't have any connection, direct connection to it. Exactly. But if we don't have this, meaning if to us everything that exists is just what is revealed in a way in the senses, then a person becomes sick. Sick. Sick in body or in spirit. We see this every, every day. And interestingly, um, as, as we know, there is really an explosion of different kind of psychoses and neuroses, meaning, um, there are a lot of psychological, um, illnesses today, which, which are really very hard for people to understand or even treat. Sometimes you can, you can give some, some medicine or whatever, but it seems that at the root of people's life, there is something which makes them sick. And even when they are very rich, it doesn't help. Yes, it's the missing one. Aha. So <laughs> this is what I wanted to ask you before. So it is, is very interesting. We have seven by seven. Yes. Which Three. is chole, right? Yeah. Yes. A, a sickness. Yes. Yes. And then there's the one that makes the difference between sickness and completeness. Yes. So what is this one? The one is the one who created the world. Because we tend to see only the fragmented pieces of the creation and we tend to see just disconnected parts and sourness and viciousness and... Um, because this is what we see, but we don't see behind the screen. Today, we have many screens. Computers, right. uh, smartphones, and so on. Every post office here has a screen, every bank, every uh, train station, um, uh, every... Every place that you go, you see a screen. Even if you go to a concert, once it used to be a live concert, now you see a screen. Or, and you film it through the screen of yeah. your smartphone. <laughs> yes, yeah. But what is behind? Who is who's activating this whole picture that we get to see only fragmented uh, picture, little pictures from the big one? So if we are related well, whatever happens in our life or in our, our day or in our hour, if we are relate this to something higher than us, it's different. It is different. We can, in a way, rest. But if we, whatever happens, you try in your mind to say, oh, if I would do this, it would not happen. Or if I do that, uh, that the bus would not... Uh, I would not miss the bus and my day could be, and we start to struggle in ourselves. And if I could do this or that or call this person or 
but it's a lost battle. Um, but this, what you describe, is perhaps the idea also of the what is generally translated as correction, the tikkun in the in the old tradition, that a person has a reason for being here in this life. It's not just some some sick joke. Yes, you could say, why, why, if everything is goodness and love, why does a person have to live this miserable life here? It's because you say it's up to a person to bring salvation to each moment, to each hour and to each day. It's actually the responsibility of, of the human being himself. This is, this is why we're here. All of us, seven milliards people are here to Uh, to get this recognition, each one in his frame. We, exactly. we, yeah. we are seven million are fr fragmented uh, of one human soul. So since the, the job is so big, it's a heavy load of job, so it is divided between many people. And still, um, as they say, All the humanity is within one person. So if, if one person within himself brings a moment back to its source, traces a moment back to how it drips down from the shamaim, so to speak, then there is salvation for everyone. Yes. In this moment. Yes. Because there, there is not a, a world of quantities and and separation like like we look at it here but it's it's more in a qualitative sense yes so and on shavuot it is also said um or it's a tradition to eat a lot of dairy products right yes it is so so how is that connected to this idea that we uh, have been speaking about It, it is very interesting because dairy product comes from, let's say, the cow. And the cow gives milk all the time. She can continue to live and to give milk. There is no contradiction. It's the giving only which is count. But when we eat meat, we need to take life to eat the meat. Because otherwise we cannot eat the meat. So Shavuot wants to tell us in another way, life is to give, like the infinite milk that comes from the cow. She can exist and the milk can come to us without interference with other people's life. Because when we give, we don't, we don't take lives. So that describes also how there is, again, the infinite uh, stream coming from the heavens, the, the nourishment, like a, like a baby, again, is being fed by the mother's milk. In the same way, there is a relation uh, to, to a person. Yes. That there is all the time nourishment. And we, of course, uh, we don't look at it like this most of the time. We tend to look at life um, in the saying, uh, If I don't do something, then nothing is going to happen. If I don't put bread on the table, um, everybody's going to starve. And of course, that's right in some kind of way. In the day-to-day, -day, every person makes his effort to, to do what he does. 
But like they say, the effort is for the person, but the result is not. The outcome, yes. the outcome is not in a, in a person's hand. Yes. Yes. It says that every day in the morning, a person should tell himself, if I'm not to myself, who will be for, for me? So he has to take, uh, initiation and to do things. But before he goes to sleep at night, he should say, there is no power but God. And we live in those, between those two, um, stages, so to speak. In the morning, like God is hidden and I act according to my understanding. But at night, before I go to sleep, I say, there's only one creator and he did all of it. So in this way, we give a place to a person to act and to choose. But after the deeds are completed in one day, we relate that everything, everything that happens to a higher uh, source. And in this way, we can go to rest in peace in bed because many people... Whenever they go to sleep, they cannot sleep because they started struggling with themselves, with their thoughts. What did I do? What have I done? And they cannot and have peace. And what will be tomorrow? And yeah, yeah. And I, I have this mortgage and the other one and whatever. And uh, people cannot live in peace. And this was not the aim of the creation. The aim of the creation was to giving the good to the people. But if a person in a constant struggle, meaning he is not recognizing God, but when a person recognizes God as an active power in his life, his life are taking a turn. It's uh, like it's, it's said also that um, suffering, as we experience, is basically just uh, happiness that we don't understand. This is why we experience it as suffering. It's interesting, the word suffering, uh, in Hebrew has the same lesapel, lispo, it's the same letter, safar. Uh, what we humans translated as suffering is the illumination from a higher step in our next step. But at the moment, we perceive or feel it as suffering, but what is really happening is they're trying to illuminate us another place in us which is not giving. This is why we experience suffering in this moment, in this action. Perhaps, again, to illustrate in, in the human's uh, life, when we grow up, sometimes a child um, has to do things that he doesn't want to do. And the parents, they tell him, child, you have to do this. It's, it's good for you. It's, it's good for your future. And to the child, it's just pure suffering. But the parents want to give him happiness. Yes. Like they say, uh, in, in some kind of houses, they ask the children to wash the dishes after lunch. And the child does not understand why. Why do I have to stand? Uh, it's mommy's job to, to put the, uh, the dishes or daddies, but why should I stand and do this? So why should I clean the dust from my shelves in my room? You don't understand it as a child when a father asks us to, to clean our desk. Why? What is wrong? Everything is clean. 
But later, yes, why do I have later, to suffer? Yes. Yeah, why why do I have to do this now? I would like to play or to listen to music or do anything else but cleaning the dust. But now we learn during the time that the dust is a foreign work. And you know, and when a person cleans the dust, he's just dusting the foreign work from his life. The others gods. The idol worship. The idol worship. Yes. So, in, yeah, please. As a child, you don't understand why parents ask this and that. Why? I could play another hour. And it is always said that if a, if a parent or a, a person already wants good for other people, even just a, a normal person, even I as a person, I, I want that, that another person next to me, that he will be happy, that he will feel good. Then how much bigger is this same dimension in heaven? Much, much bigger. <laughs> But to be, I mean, to, to want such a thing that the person next to you will be happy is such a big thing. The will itself that another person next to you or another person that even far away from us, but we think for him, we would like him to, to, to be happy and to have the goodness is amazing thought. This is this one again that yes. separates or that brings the 49 to the 50. Yes. Meaning, in other words, if, if I look at all these billions of people on the planet and, and I say they are separate from me, they don't have anything to do with me, they have all kinds of weird different religions or customs or languages, they look strange and they are basically separate from me then it's also a, a form of, of 49. But yes. if I connect this back and say, no, I feel actually that we are all connected. It is all one humanity. Yes. It has almost become a cliche nowadays to, to speak like this. But there is a deeper understanding here because all the humanity indeed has one source, not just biologically. No, no. And if I can find that commonness between people, between moments, between everything, then the sickness can turn into the miracle of the fish. Yes. Which, of course, in the New Testament is kind of its own story. Um, but it's this one that makes the difference. Yes. And, uh, yeah, it is interesting what you mentioned about the dairy products as a, as a, um, sign of giving. Because again, like you say, to have this thought that you want to benefit someone, this is precisely, um, what a person's job here is, so to speak. Yes. They say in the Midrashim or in the Talmud, Like God is mercy, also you mercy, have mercy. Like God has mercy, a person has to have mercy too, because how can a person connect himself to God? Because God does not have a body or, and, uh, or a form. How can a person which is born in flesh and blood can be resembled to God? What is the, there are two opposites, so to speak. But they say, How can you, a person, uh, create a contact with God? And he says, 
They say, As much mercy God has, you will have. And in this way, we can create equivalent, equivalent of form in terms of qualities. This is how we can resemble to God, by having the same qualities that God has. Mercy. We mentioned this before, I think, that uh, a person is, is called Adam in Hebrew from, yes. from the word to be similar to. Yes, yes. Edmele yes. Elion, I should be a resemble to the upper. Yes. Or uh, that the saying goes in English to be created in, in God's image, yes? Yes. It's uh, the same idea in Hebrew, it, it says a bit of a different word, but the idea is the same that uh, to be similar to the whole um, purpose of a person at, to, at, at its core is to be similar similar as good as he as he is as they uh, mentioned that God is also uh, was called as tov umetiv God is good and also benefits because how can we describe something that we cannot catch or see But our sages told us that God is good and benefits. This is how, if we put a thought in our mind, that whatever happens during the day is to good, we recognize the good because it's illuminating. Or if we, at the moment we don't think it's good, we say it is benefiting for the future. In this way, there is no bad in a way. It's either good or benefits for the future. So at the moment we don't see it. Yes? We say tov umetiv. Tov is good and benefits for the future. It's also um, interesting what you say. It kind of gives a totally different perspective on morals or ethics as we usually talk about this here in, uh, in philosophy or um, even in Sunday school or whatever that Uh, people should be well behaved, you know, you should like be nice to others and you'll get your special place in heaven and every, everything will be okay. And, but in a way we speak about being good to others or donating money to foundations or something like this to just be well behaved, be a good citizen. Um, but there is no real connection here to the source. Yes. Why should a person be good? Why should a person care for others or want that another person will feel good there what what is the incentive so to speak and then there are modern psychologists that say yes well you know it's uh, you should give others so that you will feel good because it it releases some some hormones or whatever chemicals in your brain that make you feel good when you give others um but again in the in the tradition we find very different ideas it is even said that when you give a donation um you yourself should not even reveal that you are the one who gives the donation. Or if a person says thank you, that's in a way that destroys the whole endeavor. And to us, it is all kind of strange. Like, why? I donated. I want that I will now uh, get admiration or something. Yes, that my name will be written on some beautiful golden plaque somewhere at the park. I donated the money for this park or whatever, or the hospital wing. And... But no, 
it's inside of a person. It's not about donating millions of dollars to somewhere or showing yourself as a great um, philanthropic person. And that's all nice. A person can do that. But at the root, it's all about the Adam, the being similar to. Yes. And also Adam is, uh, as Genesis tells us, is a combination of male and female, not just physical, biological. The male is the soul in a person, and the female is, is the body in a person. And only if we have combination of opposites, like soul and body, only this combination called Adam, because a soul for itself is not Adam. Also, a body for for itself is not only the combination of two. Only when a person uh, tries in his life, tries also re reminds me the Torah, tries to combine to combinate the the body, his will, like the law of gravity in himself, to put everything into him, and to connect this with. He's so because there are two opposites. Only a person like this is has the righteousness to be called Adam, to be called human. Yes, like they say, it is it is a potential for us to be humans. Yes, yes. Though we are ha having hands and we look, yeah, and feet, and we walk on two. Uh, it, yes, <laughs> we there's still a, a long way. Uh, to become humans, we have the potentials, but, uh, the potential, but we have to um, bring it uh, back to the one, yes, the two opposites. Yes, it's to find to find the the source, and that is really like they say a, a, a leap of faith. There is this expression in English, something that you cannot really do by thinking or by by doing being wise or like well behaved or something. That's really a kind of a leap. In, in the mind to to bring this one to bring this this great shift from the forty nine to yes. the fifty. It is true. It's like our life is like in a way a candle which is burning the soul, our human soul is like the flame of a candle. And uh, our body is just uh, the wax, and um, the flame of of the candle illuminates our body all the time. There is a relation between the two. A candle cannot uh, exist either only from wax or only from fire, flame. They have to work together. Like there is the um, the saying also that the the word for face in Hebrew panim actually yes. comes from inner. Uh, what we see or what we call a face generally is um, people say, "Oh, what a beautiful face! Why is a face beautiful?" Because there is an illumination from the inside. There is a kind of a fire, so to speak. God, yeah, godly fire that comes from panim. Like Neashem, the face of God. What is, does it mean, the face of God? The illumination that comes from God. This is why uh, uh, we read an article this week about babies that are desert, deserted in hospitals for so many reasons. And the doctor says that people come volunteer to hug them. 
because the doctor says uh, that even if we give to a baby everything, all his needs, we diaper him on time, we give him food, but if we don't embrace him or uh, the baby does not notice a human face, he will die. So this is why also us as people, we also want to have like uh, an omen from God. Like, give me a hint that you are there. We always look for, for tracks during the day. Like, give me, give me a sign that, let's say, lovers, that he really loves me. Because we're never sure. And, uh, this is, we, we always look, uh, for, for the face of God. And like it, like a child and his father playing with balloon, the baby six months. And if you take a balloon and uh, put it, between the father and, and the baby, the baby uh, loses his expression. He becomes sad because he cannot see the father. He cannot understand that father is beyond this balloon. But when the father says, Coo -coo, and appears from the other side of the balloon, the baby is so happy. <laughs> He's, you know, it's just a little example. So, but maybe, perhaps... We should also not be um, so concerned always with externalities. Like, ooh, I won in the lottery. There is a sign. Life has yeah. a meaning. Perhaps, perhaps these signs, so to speak, we can find them not in the things which are happening around us, but more in our own moods and experiences as we go through a day. In, in certain thoughts that appear. Because or, we, yes. Yes, yes, and sometimes they are bringing pictures and events in our life that are illuminating in our mind in this moment in a different way. So there's um, a constant conversation all the time in us, but we have to give it a place to be. We have to develop these heavens inside of us. Exactly, and find a way perhaps to see how it all comes from one source and goes back comes and goes yes in that sense i think that's a, a nice conclusion for this episode and i hope that many more episodes will follow of this podcast and uh, again we want to invite all our listeners to uh, leave comments and ask questions tell us what you think about this Maybe you would like us to discuss a certain topic or so. We're always um, looking forward to what you have to say. And yes, we wish you a great Shavuot or a happy yes. Pentecost. Yes. <laughs> mm -hmm.